0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everybody jump! 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 jump
1: yes, jump. yes, yes. A Monday morning. Taz and the Moose with you. Back together again right here on CBS Sports Radio. As we come to you live from the Rock and Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Mike, Pete across the way, Bogish with your updates. Hopefully everyone out there had themselves a lovely weekend. What's going on, Taz? How you doing, bud?
2: Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Hope you had a great weekend. Yeah. I did, thank all you. Right. Thank all, you. Right. you all right, thank you. Everything's fine over there. Everything's okay. I'm good. I'm, all good. Right. I'm good. You're good. I'm good. Everybody's good. Everybody's we're all fine. good. We're all I think good. we're okay. Yes. Um good to see you again. And we got oh, a lot to get
1: to into. You. Yes, 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 yes. Uh on a big Monday morning program. Uh as we go right uh for the next 180 minutes. So, Ooh. uh Taz, we uh, you know there's a lot of ways we can kick off the program. Um, I, I guess let's start. Let's go back to Saturday, right? Yes. And the uh, sure. Tua Tungallo Viola injury for the Alabama Crimson Tide. We know a talented quarterback. We know a guy that stepped in, helped save and win a national championship at Alabama. We know a guy that's been oft injured as well, dealing with high ankle sprains. Did last year. Um, and certainly was able to recover, did go in earlier this year, was able to recover, had the surgery before the LSU game, a game they eventually lost uh, at home uh, to LSU and to your Heisman Trophy favorite, Joe Burrow. Uh, and then comes Saturday, a game in which they were a lofty, heavy favorite against Mississippi State. They're rolling 35-7. It's the end of the first half. Tua stays in the game after a conversation with Saban. Unfortunately, during that next series that he's in, Gets hit while on the move, scrambling out to his left. On the move, gets taken to the ground and and suffers um, a hip dislocation and a fracture to the posterior wall of his hip. Uh, surgery is going to take place going to take place today. And and honestly, for for Tua and you know, put the team aside here for a second. Uh, for him individually, I mean, you, you with the comparisons of Bo Jackson. I heard some say Dennis Pitta. Um, you know, it is a, a devastating injury for Tua. It really is.
2: Yeah, it's it's horrible. I mean, yeah. You know, uh, first off, hopefully, the young man you have to, you know, his surgery recovers great, no, no matter if it's football or not football, or whatever, because it's a, it's a nasty injury, it's it's a bad injury. And you feel, I mean, I personally feel bad for him. He's a 21 year old kid. I mean, that's at the end of the day. Yeah, he's a star player. We know all that. He's out there for the world to see. He's the Alabama quarterback. He's he's gonna be in the NFL draft as the first or second pick, whatever. Uh but at the end of the day he's still he's still someone's twenty one year old son, his parents, and that you know, and, and it's just not I, f- I have a kid who's twenty years old, so I can relate to this, you know. So um I feel bad for him in general, just in general, that he got hurt like this. Uh yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, some people are saying, well, I mean, I love the your your take too, Moose like you know it's thirty-five to seven. You know, and it's the uh, it's you're on the cusp of halftime, right? And 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 then he's still in the game. You're playing Mississippi State. You're destroying Mississippi State. They have no shot. You could tell. I mean, but it, it's not that even the third quarter yet. So I personally have a problem with Saban still having him in the game. Um, maybe you do. Um, I, I mean, I'm not going to die on that hill, but um, I know a lot of people had that kind of stance and that narrative, like, hey, should he? should Nick Saban kept this kid in the game? I mean, my view, it wasn't even halftime yet. You know, we're a couple minutes away from halftime, but, you know, I watched some of this game, and I actually was watching it when he got hurt, and I'm like, oh, jeez, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, do you feel like he should have taken him out of the game? Before, you know? Um,
1: I don't – I would say this. I, you know, you can never – I mean, I, I think it's kind of like uh, really the ultimate Monday morning quarterback to be ripping right. Saban uh, for keeping him in the game. Um. I I did not have an issue at the at the time or now of him staying in the game at thirty five seven. The only issue I would have, or the only thing that you know, it's it's not normal, is that he's a he's a fragile player, and he's shown, and he's coming off a high ankle sprain to where the week previous against LSU, Taz, he was limping off the field. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. you're leading a game thirty five to seven. And I understand he want to run a two minute offense and I saw the video of him going up to Sabin as we all did uh you know as they're about to gain possession and Mac is warming up their backup quarterback and and he he convinces Sabin or tells Sabin that he wants to sit in the game stay in the game and they're going to run that two minute offense I mean if you're Sabin there you say I've got a quarterback that's coming off a an injury that we know is battling back from that injury. Already had a surgery. It's 35-7. to 7. We're dominating the game. The game has pretty much been decided already. Do I really need to be greedy here and keep him in a game, you know, and run a two-minute offense against Mississippi State? Because, really, what am I going to learn about a two-minute offense against Mississippi State? Because, you know, honestly – they're by far a superior team
2: right? Right. Well,
1: uh, when you look at the Bulldogs as compared to the Crimson Tide. So what are you going to learn? I mean, that would be the only thing that would come into, you know, I know Saban after the game, and, and we'll play some of his comments, said, well, you can never predict injury. That's true. You can't in the National Football League, like, nor can you be scared of, of guys getting hurt. However, you, you can be a little smarter in the process, too, when a game's been decided pretty much already, and you have a quarterback that has been shown a tendency to get hurt. And right, he is hurt. And right. he's
2: not – he's shown you last week he's not completely 100% healthy. Well, true. That's true. I mean, and you hate to use to, those two words, injury-prone, on any player, nevertheless a college athlete. But, yeah, I mean, I, and I think we talked about this recently. I think I was saying something like this last week. I could have sworn. But, yeah, it's like it, it, you don't have to be a rocket science to out, figure out. The kid gets hurt a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I, a lot of times these coaches, especially at this level, like Alabama football and Tua – you know, who he is as a player and his ranking and everything – they keep these guys in these games to pad their stats. That's what happens a lot. And, and you know.
1: Well, uh, but then yeah. last year he didn't, right? And that was the knock on him not winning the Heisman Trophy, right? Is because, remember, he kept on taking them out of games and put per- Hurts into games. And, that's right. you know, we saw Kyler Murray having these unbelievable stats at Oklahoma, and then you were drawing a comparison, and basically Kyler Murray played the equivalent of, like, four more games. Four more games, right. Than right. To, uh, yeah, and I think point. it's You're around right. that number. but. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, 15 or 16 more quarters than Tua because they kept on taking Tua out of the games and putting Hurts in in because the game was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, and the game was decided already. That's true. That's very true. I mean, so you had that. I guess I would look at it this way, Taz. I mean, you know, your son's a lacrosse player, right? If, you know, your son, and I remember you telling it, you know, he was dealing with a hamstring injury. Yeah, it was freshman year. Correct, freshman year. So say he's recovering from that hamstring injury. They've got a big game and the coach decides to put him into the game right and yeah. or they've got a game and the coach decides okay he's healthy enough to play yeah Game's decided, right? Lacrosse, they're leading. The, you know, they're dominating yeah, the game. if you're
2: up like by four goals, that's domination. Okay, easily. so you're yeah. so you're dominating, right? You're
1: dominating usually. the game late in the game, late in the game. Right. And he decides to keep your son in the game. Is right. that a smart decision? I mean, and your son I ends would, up, no, son's, son's son ends up like tearing his, his, his ripping his hamstring, ripping yeah. his hamstring, yeah. and then he's done for the rest of the year. No. Is that is it's, that a smart decision? It's, it's
2: a bad decision. Nah, it's a and as a parent, it would really real. it actually it, 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 not to get into it when my son was a, a junior in high school it happened uh he didn't tear his hamstring he was having a he was having a problem with the hamstring but he he strained it more where he had he almost had to miss a game and they because they kept him in the game when we were up by like like six goals and they kept him in the game and and you could see he was in pain. And and it's like my wife and I, my wife was furious, was we sitting in the stands, obviously, and she was so mad. And you got parents like, why did they keep me a kid in the game? I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> you know. But yeah, and it does bother you. Yeah, of course. And it bothered me a lot. I mean, you know. It's like, especially as a you know, whatever. Yeah, it it, it does bother you. Yeah, and how could bad. it not? Yeah, because it, that's yeah. not
1: a that's that, that's not being smart. That's
2: no, not. It's it's and
1: and I who yeah. could no one ever could have predicted when he's staying in the game. I'm thinking more a case of him re-injuring the ankle, right? Right. right, I, right. I'm not thinking about the fact of him suffering a Bo Jackson, Dennis Pitta type of hip injury That's some are question whether or not he's ever going to play be able to play football at the level he played at before. Um, you know and. I, I do think we gotta, you know, be a little bit careful, and the surgery is gonna take place today because everybody's rushing to get the information, and you know the Sabin reaction we'll get to here momentarily here, Taz. But you know, a- as you know, I mean, science and the medical field they've advanced a lot. Different world, yeah. It's a different world ago. since yeah, Bo yeah. Jackson suffered that injury. The other thing is when people bring up Bo Jackson, I get the injury. Bo Jackson's also, I believe, uh, the blood vessels are going to his hip where uh, basically he, he lost blood flow to the right. hip, mm. which led basically to a deterioration of the bone.
2: Right. So but He was older, too. And he, too. Right, he, so he was, he was an older, older
1: player as well. Right. So it's not it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. It's Everyone's not, saying no. that, you know, oh, it's going to be this. Listen, Dennis Pitta, who was a tight end in the National Football League, suffered the same the kind Ravens, of injury. The right? Ravens, Ravens, Ravens yeah, correct, yeah. right? Ravens, correct, right? He came back. It was never the same. No. And I'm hoping that that Tua is able to come back and play quarterback because that's the sad thing. That's the depressing thing. His remarkable toughness that he showed at Alabama, Taz, it would be an absolute shame if him battling through those injuries, getting back on the field, and then him suffering this kind of an injury, if it cost him his football career. Like, that would be, to me, heartbreaking <sighs> yeah. and gut-wrenching. Like, that – that is, I look at it, I don't care about Alabama's national championship hopes with the backup quarterback. Right, right, I really don't at right. this stage. My concern, and as you mentioned it, Taz, I mean, our number one concern looking at it is I hope that, that he's able to play football again. I really do. I I, yeah. I hope that the doctors are able to get him back on the field, and they're saying he's going to make a full recovery. I hope he makes a full recovery. Well,
2: I, I, I think he will. I, and not, you know, I don't know. I've never had a hip injury. I know a lot of guys in wrestling have guys that I have issues with my hip now because of all the years of falling, for you know, sure. bumping. It happens to wrestlers all the time as you get older. But I've never been injured in my hip area. But I know guys who have, and it's it's a nasty injury. But the thing is, like, from, you know, with Alabama and what I heard, they got they, the best doctors you're going to find that are going to perform surgery on this kid. So, you know, and, like, you you nailed it, man. I mean, medicine and surgeries and all this jazz has come so far since the Bo Jackson days. You know, it's such a different world now. And this is a this is athletes are in better shape than the athletes were back then. Their bodies are in better shape, their nutrition's better. Everything's just better than they were years ago. My only point in bringing that part up, I'm not saying two is a better athlete than Bo Jackson. What I'm saying is their bodies are in better condition and trained, so you recover better. Yeah, you, you recover, know more now. right. yeah right. But you recover quicker. Sure, because your body's taken care of a certain way especially with the nutrition part that no one talks about, but it's actually vital. The athletes talk about it, but, but people that cover it don't know much about it, but it's a big deal in keeping your body to recover once you come back from injury and, and being the shape that this kid's in. I personally think he's, you know, he's going to come back fine. I don't know the details of every little nook and cranny in his hip, but in today's day and age, and he's 21, he's going to recover pretty quick and, and pretty strong. I mean, I you know, I, I think he's going to recover, but... I, the thing yeah. is like what's the narrative on him what NFL scouts and coaches and GMs what what are they thinking about this game? Well I
1: mean Taz I'm,
2: I'm putting a cart ahead of the horse here. yeah it must be the I, surgery today. I, I mean
1: taz I, I think it's going to be a massive question right yeah, I mean really, because you know? you know I would he would ne- I, he's never going to play college football again I mean that's it so there's no reason no, no there's no reason for him to play yeah. college football and put his body on the line again so you're talking about a player that's going to enter next April's NFL draft that had the potential to be the number one overall pick and you know even if he makes a recovery I I don't know if a team's still going to take him number one overall I really don't I don't know how far he does drop uh you know he's got to show that the hip is healthy he's got to show that he's the same range of movement he's got to show that he has the same accuracy he's got to show that his delivery has not changed or the velocity on the football task has not changed that he's the the same guy on the field but the other call, the other thing that you call in the question as well is if a guy's injured in college, more often than not, when the hits get more violent Oof. and the game is faster, Taz, I'm not telling you, but we've seen it in a lot of different sports with a lot of different players. If a guy is hurt a lot in college, oftentimes they're hurt a lot in the National Football League.
2: Yeah. No, I'm I mean, not. that's right. that's
1: that just comes along with the territory. I mean, it's unfortunate, but but that's also something that is going to hang on to as well. Not only is he recovering from this, but some also question, you can love a player's talent, but if that player can't take the court or can't take the field and is sitting there, has got the headsets on or is in the NBA and wearing a suit right, and right. on the bench, you know what? Does nothing for you.
2: No, no, of course not. No, he's yeah. a
1: remarkable talent. We're glad to have him. But if he can't play, he can't play.
2: Yeah, and, you know, once you're in the NFL, too, That I mean, just imagine the, it's a grind all year for these guys. The training they do, the requirements they do, season starts a lot, you know, as far as training camp and everything and, and mini camp and all those chairs. There's so much more responsibilities for a professional athlete. It's different than being a college student, a college student athlete. I understand it's Alabama football. It's, everybody's like, that's in the NFL anyway. It's not the NFL. There's still athletes, there's still student athletes and they have requirements academically and they don't have as much physical requirements throughout the whole year than an NFL player does. True. So, you know, th- it, th- that that too. The, you you hear, guys, we, you've covered sports a lot longer than me. I mean, guys get hurt all the time. In, all the time. In mini camp and stuff like that. A guy rolling ankle and, oh, man, freak injury. It's like it's the first day of, of camp, of, of a regular camp in summertime, and the guy you know blows his knee out just running drills. Why do you think they want to get rid of preseason games? Yeah, exactly. The
1: guy's getting hurt. And then you get to the Saban reaction here, uh, Taz, yeah. and... Can you give me a little bit more
2: emotion? I actually didn't hear this. I, I, I heard about it, so I'm interested to hear it. We're going to play it now. We're going to play it. Yeah, going uh, uh, to break. Yeah, here
1: is Saban on it. Take a listen. I know that uh, everybody's most interested in Tua's situation. You know, he has a hip injury. It's going to be evaluated. Um, I don't think it's related to any other injury that he had. It's kind of a freak thing that um, you know you seldom see. So um, I don't really have anything else
2: to say about that. Um and we'll kinda go from there. Yeah. Cole Jones. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually heard him I, I at, he was walking off the
1: field. We don't have it, but there was another one and basically talked about the fact oh he's hurt. And you know, that was at the end of Is that,
2: of, that it, the one Is I heard him say one where he said, I I don't want to see any player hurt, but especially him or something like that.
1: Uh I didn't I heard hear that, that one. That one I did hear. Um listen, you know, he we talked about him weeping. We talk about Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm right do we not remember yeah. that time to- at that time you, you got to give me a little bit more from Saban. i mean you know I-, I just need you know i just need to hear a little bit more emotion and i get that it's the next man up it's football they don't know this uh, you-, you know when a guy's screaming in pain being put on the cart and basically when a kid, well, a kid, kid right a kid. a young man kid yeah you know what uh, i, mean, you know, I don't understand what you I don't mean i know he you right.
2: drink he's old enough to drink but, i get it but the it.
1: point being is that when he's when he's when he is biting down on a towel because of the pain that he's in, to, p- to have him put on a cart. If you're Nick Saban, Taz, you got to give me a little bit more than acting like it's basically a ho-hum injury. I mean, that you know, you're looking at a player that conceivably, maybe at that time there was broad speculation that maybe his football career was over. you mm-hmm. got got a, a guy that played his body on the line for your program.
0: Yeah,
1: no. And not a guy that's stepping out. This is not a guy that's sitting out bowl games. Not a guy that say, you know what, I'm done, like Bosa did with Ohio State. Uh, I'll see you guys all in the National Football League. This is a guy that had surgery twice on a high ankle sprain just to get back on the field quicker than that high, right. in order to bring about a, you know healing process. Taz, you got to give me a little
2: bit more if you're Nick Saban. Uh, no, and, and yeah, you do, and especially the fact that the little brother's on the team. Yeah, he's a quarterback too. Imagine how the family thinks. They're thinking, geez, this is not the guy the guy acts. You know, when our kids done all, everything was just laid out, and our youngest son is on the team. Right. As a quarterback. How would you feel? I mean, you got, you know, that's
1: that's tough. That's tough to take. It really is. want to hear from you about the two injury down at Alabama. You know, uh, what's your take? Should he have been in the game? Should he not have been? Do you agree with Taz and myself? Do you disagree? Uh, Do you think he plays in the NFL? Do you think he makes a full recovery? want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on this Monday morning, CBS Sports Radio.
0: It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. All right, CBS
1: Sports Radio's toll-free line. is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. And do more, brought to you by The Home Depot. Visit homedepot.com for details on uh, flooring appliances and bathroom's home improvements the home depot more saving more doing a player doing more for his team how about Dak Prescott he threw for 444 yards and three touchdowns as the Cowboys held off the Lions 35-27 in Detroit at one point in time the Cowboys were out gaining the line 3 to 1 i mean it was that game should have been more decisive than it ended up being. I thought it was going you know, to be. They, yeah, so did I. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, but uh, it was still a Cowboys victory nonetheless. We'll get to your tour calls here. Hey, if you're on hold, hang in there. We'll get to them momentarily. Bogus is here first time this morning. What's up, Andrew? Moose.
3: Tad. Tad. Hello, Hello there. Somebody laughing. shoot weird ass. Yes. Thank you. Pete it is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes it easy to compare quotes and get a great rate with the home quote explorer only at Progressive.com. It continues to not go well for the Chicago Bears. Two more missed field goals from Eddie Pinheiro, another lackluster performance from QB Mitch Trubisky, and then a post-game injury admission on a 17-7 loss at the Rams on Sunday night football. Trubisky, 24-43, of 190 yards, a touchdown at a pick, then left in the fourth quarter with a hip injury, suffered late in the second quarter. Just all
4: arm second half pretty much, so just trying to fight through the pain and... And try to make the throws. I felt like I was still putting the ball in, in, in some pretty good spots and I just couldn't move around or I couldn't buy time.
3: But the thing is, when Chase Daniel came in, most assumed Trubisky was being benched for his play. Either way, his Bears are now 4-6. and six. They're four wins away from the wild card spot. The Rams, meanwhile, are 6-4 and four after relying on Todd Gurley. Strong right formation. A bunch of tight ends and Cooper cut to that side. Leading the way for Gurley, who gets the handoff and hammers it in. Touchdown, Ty Gurley! Touchdown, L.A. As J.B. Long and fireworks on Rams Radio, Gurley got a season-high 25 carries, posted a season-high 133 scrimmage yards. L.A. ran the ball more than ever before in Sean McVay's three seasons again to win 17-7. In the afternoon, the normal Patriots offense couldn't do much in Phillies, so they got tricky.
0: White to the right of Brady. Off is here. Edelman motions into the backfield and then motions out to the right. Brady pass. throws it
3: to him. It's a lateral. Edelman's looking to throw under pressure to
0: the end zone for Dorsett. A strike for a Patriots touchdown.
3: Bob Sosti's got Zolak, Pat's radio. Edelman's touchdown pass to Philip Dorsett put New England ahead for good in the third quarter. They won 17 10. Tom Brady just 216 yards, no TD passes. The Niners rallied past the Cardinals, 36-26, to join the Pats at 9-1. The Cowboys outscored the Lions, 35-27. The Saints, 34-17, winners in Tampa Bay. And the Ravens destroyed the Texans, 41-7. That's six in a row for Baltimore. Four more touchdown throws from Lamar Jackson. Deshaun Watson sacked six times, turned the ball over twice. Tua to Tunga-Vailoa is having right hip surgery today in Houston. The Alabama QB flown there last night after consultation with numerous specialists. Doctors say they expect the full recovery, but aren't saying how long that would take. In the NBA, LeBron 33 points as the Lakers steamrolled the Hawks 122-101 at Staples. Atlanta lost there the night before to the Clippers by 49 the Warriors lost their seventh in a row, 108 100 in New Orleans. The Nuggets down the Grizzlies, 131 114. And the Magic outscored the Wizards, 125 121. College Hoops, number 14 Oregon, handled UT Arlington, 67 47. The Vegas Golden Knights net the five game slide, six zip over the Flames. And Kyle Bush won the NASCAR season finale at Homestead Miami Speedway to clinch his second series title. Guys.
2: All right, thank you there, Haas. We appreciate that. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Bogus, very much. Well done. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go to the we're calls. fire out of the gates. A lot on of Monday. people. Yeah, great job. See you later. Take care. He's he can't get out of here quick enough. Good seeing you. Uh, we talk a lot about Tua Moose. Uh, let's go. Let's talk to Tony. You ran was, out of here like the cops were chasing dead, him. Like somebody was after him. Uh, Ninety-five point three FM. Tony's listening over there, Moose. Yeah, Tony, what's up? What's up, Tony?
4: Hey, what's going on, fellas? Good morning, Taz Moose. Love you guys' show. Thanks, so, we've you got a me. couple quick questions here. Um, do the kids, do they sign a waiver when they start playing football? And I've heard a lot of talk in other different sportscast uh, shows about malpractice. And is that something that their mom and dad could sue Alabama for? And my other question is, what do you think, um, uh, Oregon, Alabama, or Alabama, uh, Auburn game? You think Auburn has a chance to beat him? I hope
2: they do because I'd like to see Oregon get in. Well, one thing, Tony, I'll let you know, like the whole thing on what your, your question, which is a good question about if if, if if two of his parents can file a lawsuit or sue or what have you, uh, Alabama, I, I, I don't think so um, because a couple things, right? The, the parents don't sign anything. Like, you know, so when my son went to college to be an athlete, I, we don't sign nothing. He signs his, his letter of intent. Then he signs his, you know, his, basically his agreement. It's a contract, a scholarship. So, and in there, there is language that, you know, if you get hurt, you know, you, I mean, it depends on things. There's a lot of gray area in there. But right, so for I, the most part, you, you really universe, can't.
1: I mean, is the university, com- I mean, I have no idea. So, I mean, you would have more of an idea than I would, Taz, because your son was, a divi- you know, a yeah. division one lacrosse player. So, but um, is the university completely protected? Is it- yeah, I mean, listen. I don't think this is malpractice. I, I mean, I you know, I I don't look at it. in, You know, could you conceivably? I guess uh, I guess anything's possible, right? I mean, I, I guess
2: you could sue anyone for anyone in anything, yeah.
4: right? Uh, whether I'm or not it has money, whatever that is right likes. across the board. Doesn't matter how you look at it, malpractice is malpractice. But well, the question is, is that something that is deemable? I mean, can you say it's malpractice? Well, define that, you know. That's that's my whole issue with. You know Alabama and Nick Saban, and I know Nick Saban. He's a good guy, but he, like you said, he's patent stats. He, he wants to look good when they play Auburn because they don't. If Auburn beats them, they're out. Oregon's in, and I really hope Oregon gets in. But mm. um, yeah, there's my question, guys. All right, we
2: appreciate, it, Tone. Thanks so much. So, uh, you know, I mean, listen, like, I, like I'm saying, I understand his question. First of all, in this case of two, his parents they're not going to do that because the other kids on the team. Correct. So they don't want no problems.
1: I'm curious if Tua's got insurance policy.
2: Uh, You are – I got to text my wife because she's – I would imagine um, he, I'm trying to think. You're um, – I remember that we would discuss this with other parents once at a tailgate. And I don't speak out of school, but there are – the people that work at the stadium, the people that work in the concession stand, the coaching staff – Um, the guy driving the John Deere to remove snow, they have more protection insurance-wise during the game than the athletes do. They have more protection. Their employees either of the school or what have you, the, the students are student athletes. They actually have less protection as far as insurance and stuff like that uh then then you know what i mean so so that's a, always a weird thing to me that well Bob, talked about
1: taking out personal insurance
2: oh like, i don't know he, he could take like a the, boys of london type correct, thing yeah I don't, I don't know there are guys that
1: protect themselves that do take out insurance policies I don't know when they're expected college athletes though no they yeah, have yeah, yeah. okay Expe- i never heard especially that when they're most supposed most
2: of guys aren't doing
1: no 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 <laughs> especially when they're
2: supposed to be the number no, no, one
1: overall pick you've seen it with yeah. you've seen it in college basketball with with nba prospects and you've seen it with some okay, prospects in the nfl especially with quarterbacks i'm wondering if tua had um, some kind
2: of a lawyer's London insurance correct. plan or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just to
1: protect yourself. Now, yeah. I mentioned, you know, we talk about coming back, right? Dennis Pitta, tight yeah. end. Yeah. Oh, every athlete's a little bit different. Look at the timeline. He got hurt on September 21st, 2014, with the similar type of injury. Every injury's a little bit different, but similar injury. Right. He returned to opening day 16. Yep.
2: Yeah. Mm, interesting. Very interesting. Different than the Bo Jackson defense. That's basically two years. Right, 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 right. right. I mean, you think about that's two years. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and that, again, and that's how many, what year was Bo Jackson? It was when he got hurt. Ah, I don't even remember. I I mean, Bo
1: Jackson had to be early 90s, late 80s, early 90s.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. And Pitta played like six years in the NFL. I think he came in the league like 2010 ish. Yeah. 2011. Good player. So he had several, yeah, he was. So he had several years under his belt. His body was a little banged up where this is a guy who's 21 years old, you know? So, you know, to me, it's interesting. I don't know.
1: Bo Jackson was 90. Now everyone's a little bit different. Obviously, it's more taxing on a tight end when you're running as compared to a quarterback. However, you know, Tua is an athletic quarterback, and hopefully it doesn't take him that long. Taz, because I was thinking if it's going to take him that long, he's not going to declare for April's NFL draft.
2: No, no he Because might be right. then
1: he's going to – then I would just stay at Alabama, you know, finish out my education. Right. And continue to rehab down there at Alabama. I would imagine uh, they would provide you all the necessary yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, they would, they and everything would. you need definitely. to do to get back on the football definitely, field,
2: definitely, 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 definitely. Uh, and I just looked it up because I, I was curious. Peter, when he got hurt, he, he was 29 years old. Yeah, so, so he's, he's a lot older, a lot older. That, yeah. And that, that, that your body has a ticker True. on. True. So when you're an athlete, let's uh, go to uh, Mobile, Alabama. Let's talk to Anthony. Listen In someplace, Anthony. You're on with Taz the Moose. What's up? Good morning, guys. How you doing, I just buddy? I
5: wanted to talk about. Uh, you all were saying that Nick Saban didn't have any emotion. That was that uh, clip that you all played was from the press conference. Yeah. But if you go back and look at when he got interviewed right at halftime, you could look, you could look and tell that he was really affected by that. His eyes was watering a little bit, and even Urban Meyer said that that's a hurting coach right now. So I think he showed some emotion. Anthony, uh, Anthony,
2: an- yeah, let me interrupt you. An- was that the one at oh. halftime where – uh, I can't remember the person who interviewed. Him said to him, um, uh, he said to the person that, "Hey, I, I don't want any player to get hurt, especially him." Right? right no, right, okay, I, right. He, 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 yeah, he said, yeah, "He you're said, right, I, yeah.
5: I don't want it, I don't, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but especially him." He did say that. That's what he said. Right, right. And you can tell that he was really shaken up. By it. Matter of fact, I watch every Alabama game that I can. That was my first time ever seeing Coach Saban go on to the field. While the training staff was tending to the player. So I think he showed emotion, but I think by the time he got to the press conference, he was able to get himself uh, together mm. and try to, you know, show a stronger front right. for his team and everybody else. But that, that's just my opinion. Right, uh, I'll hang up and listen to you guys. Appreciate nah, you. Anthony, Thanks, buddy. Appreciate uh, it, man. Appreciate
2: the call. I, 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 he's, you know, not I saw, wrong, he's not wrong. He's not wrong because I remember uh, seeing that. Well, I saw the yeah. clip of the halftime. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, it's, and we don't have that. I asked Mike if we could, we could get it. We do not have that. Um, in our archives here. But uh, I saw, I, I, I honestly, I, I thought he could have been a little bit more, to be honest with you. But I, I know what he said in terms of Tua getting hurt. I get it. Um, I I think he was more, to me, when I looked at it, I thought he was more emotional with the Jalen Hurts story than he was Tua getting hurt, uh, if I'm going to judge it. Now, that's my own personal opinion. I look at it and, and I get it. I, I mean, I just think I could have seen more. And now, Mind you, we all have a history. When you look at Nick Saban, this is also a guy when well, he was the Miami Dolphins head coach, an offensive lineman collapsed in front of him from heat exhaustion, I believe it was, and basically stepped on over him to go get get to a meeting. Oh, so I didn't and, know that one. Yeah, really? you never knew that. No, I never knew that. Yeah, and then the Dolphin players are like, "Something's wrong with you." Wow, really? Yeah, and wow. he said, and his his response was, "A leader cannot show any weakness." Oh, My God, something of that. Yes, I swear, I swear to you. <laughs>
2: That's, like, pretty intense right there. Yes, yeah. You I can know. see that happening here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's a famous Dolphins story. I forget the
1: Dolphins offensive lineman that collapsed in front of him. And then, and then he basically said, yeah, he quoted some leader and said a leader can't show any weakness. Wow. And the, the rest of the team was like, something's wrong with you. Yeah, that's a little too much. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I believe in
2: toughness. That's a little, that's a little, that's, oof. That's yeah. another level of being a heel. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Holy cow. I did not know that.
1: Yes, yes, yes. We'll see if Bissegla can find the Dolphin player's name. It. They believe he was an offensive lineman, I believe, if memory serves me right. Man. But mm. anyway, you cut it. Tua's going to have the surgery today, Taz. Hopefully it's not two years. But like I mentioned before, if it is two years, or say, say if they say the recovery time is 12 months, if I was two, I would not enter the NFL
2: draft. I wouldn't either. I would not either. Uh, definitely not. I mean, it's, you know, I guess today, you know, once the surgery's done and the doctor will probably, probably have some kind of a presser or something. So, you know, and we'll find out probably different more info. Yeah, Gino yeah. James was the offense. That's who it was. Okay. Yes. Gino, Gino James. Yes, I remember. That <laughs> sounds like a work name. No. It sounds I, like a fake name. No, no, What's your buddy's it. name? Um, uh, Gino James. <laughs> yeah, really? Who? Does. Yeah, Gino James. Okay. Sounds does sound like, sounds that. like a fake name. It does sound like a fake name, right. <laughs> it sounds like a guy that's like
1: in witness protection. Yeah. Showing up at like an uh-huh. Arizona Seven they They're out there.
2: <laughs> Arizona. Guy, you got like a thick New York accent. What's yeah. your name? Gino James. Now the cops approached you. Hey, did you steal that? Uh, what's your name? Uh, Gino. Gino what? James. Okay. That's what it sounds like. It's a fake name. Uh, it's Taz and the Moose here on this uh,
1: Monday morning. We'll get into the NFL. Kaepernick will touch upon it as well. An interesting Sunday night affair. Interesting Sunday. Week 11 action as well. It's Taz and the Moose on this Monday morning. CBS
0: Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio.
1: All right, time right now to Ask the Pros, where you, the listener, get to ask us a question. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com. Flash, ask the pros, submit your question, be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Uh, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service. Where O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every single day. It is Taz and the Moose with you here on this uh, Monday morning. And Taz, I guess when you know you think about storylines coming out of uh, the Sunday NFL action, I guess number one is you got to think about what the Ravens are doing right now down in Baltimore. Uh, and we'll get to the Sunday night affair out in Los Angeles between the Rams. we got a game tonight in Mexico City between the Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick <laughs> Mahomes back at quarterback for Kansas City for a second straight week. But, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, uh, you want to talk about a guy that just has basically skyrocketed uh, this year. It is uh, He's an MVP candidate. Uh, he's the real deal. He gets better each and every week. He's a tremendous leader. I mean, that that entire Baltimore Raven franchise organization, that Baltimore area, is behind number eight. Uh, They love him, and rightfully so. He is an amazing young quarterback, uh, where everybody that was critical of him coming out of uh, Louisville has got a tremendous amount of egg on their face. (laughs) Certainly, he's improved uh, his throwing ability um, based on what we saw a year ago to what we see now. Uh, And the Baltimore Ravens, you could make the argument – and not just based on what they did to New England when they faced them. I'm just talking about overall quality of play and the addition of Marcus Peters in that secondary too. And you look at what that offense is being able to do. The fact that they're able to establish the run, the dominance of the offensive line, Hollywood Brown and the like at the wide receiver position, Mark Andrews at tight end. You can make the uh, you can make the uh, easy easy argument that right now they're the best team through 11
2: weeks in the AFC. Uh, I I mean, what more do they need to do, right? I mean, they they really. Seems like that to me. I mean, and, and let's throw Mark Ingram in there, too. I mean, you went through a, pl- a plethora of players. Yep. He's playing well. I know he, he didn't get a ton of yards yesterday, but he played well. He was clutch when need be. But no, look, as far as Lamar Jackson, he just, it's unbelievable. I mean, it really is unbelievable. Um, it, it's, you would not, I, look, we saw how awesome he was at Louisville, and everybody was like, yeah, it's not, like you just said, not going to happen for him. He can't throw this. Uh, Dude, he is unbelievable. He has just lightened it up. And and you would think by now these coordinators would figure him out, but he's a tough guy to prepare for because I don't think he knows what he's going to do half the time. He just does. And credit to the coaches to have Hallbar and crew. They just let him wing it. They just let him do his thing, it seems like. just And it's very loosey-goosey, it seems. The offense, it's just unpredictable. They are a very fun team to watch. I mean, if you're a Texans fan yesterday, you didn't have fun watching. You got spanked. They spanked a really, you know, I don't a want good to, team. A good team. I don't want to say a really, really good team, but like a good team. They
1: spanked the team that they were a four-point favorite yeah. over and beat them by thirty-four points. Exactly. I mean, that's a, that's a whooping. That's uh, a whooping. Yeah. That, that that really is. I mean, they. You know, I think I tweeted out that they took the Texans' soul yesterday. I mean, they really did. I mean, they uh-huh. embarrassed the Houston Texans uh, down in Baltimore, Taz. And you know, uh, Lamar Jackson had over three hundred yards of total offense, two twenty-two through the air, eighty-six on the ground. They had four touchdowns in the game and and he is here's what I you know I go back to that Seattle game and referencing that game a lot but you know there was a back and forth between him and his head coach John Harbaugh in that game in which there was a fourth down play and he comes to the sideline and he's and he's yelling and he not yelling at the coach, but kind of a spirited conversation and saying, you know, let's go for it, coach. And he's like, you want to go for it? Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, let's go for it, coach. He's he all right, let's go for it. Yeah. and they went for it and they got it. And I, regardless, here's the one thing: regardless of they converted the fourth down or not, Taz, what it shows you is the belief that Harbaugh. Has in his young quarterback, great, and and that is what you want to see. That's what emboldens players. That's what leads to growth of young players in the National Football League. Is the belief, the confidence that you show in them, that's going to come out tenfold on the football field, or really in any any walk of life. It's amazing what people can do when they have confidence in themselves, right? Oh, and you're seeing that with Lamar Jackson here. He went to an organization that believed in his talents that didn't think he needed to move to wide receiver or running back or, or do anything else, believed in him as an NFL quarterback, remarkably so to where when they made that change from him to Joe Flacco, uh, they did not go back. And it was his team. It was his franchise. When they said he'll get better throwing the football, he's gotten better. He's worked his rear end off to where now he is one of the more dynamic watches in the National Football League. You want to see Lamar Jackson play football. You want to see him play because you don't know what you're going to get play in and play out. And he's a remarkable young player, and he's fun to watch.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. He's unpredictable. And that whole team, they feed off his energy. I mean, they really do. They feed off his energy, and, and it, it's something to see. I mean, it's really, it's really exciting to see. Um, I know, we, like, Mark Ingram, uh, Mark, he was, I think we have the sound here, too. Yeah, here's Ingram.
3: Yeah, you want check him? this out. MVP frontrunner. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. Yep. I'm right here in B-More outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. Whoopie. I'm about that.
4: Whoopie.
3: Big trust. Whoopie. Woo-woo. Lamar Jackson
5: B-B. in the flesh.
4: B-B. Yes, sir. Big trust.
2: Well wow, so just so people understand, like for Andrew Bogus, listening to the newsroom, be more, that means Baltimore. Yeah. It's just a little slang chatter. Just yes. trying to help him out. Yeah, Mark Ringram loves his quarterback.
1: Oh, loves his quarterback. <laughs> Here's Lamar Jackson himself talking about the fact they're tuning out all the noise. Take a listen.
5: Um I never tried to defend myself before. I, I really don't care what they say. You know, my guys know, you know, week in, week out, you know, we practicing, we we see it. I know if I wasn't doing my job, Judah on the you know, and he's on the he's on the air, so uh, I really don't care what the data say, you know I'm just going to keep playing ball um, and I'm with my guys regardless.
1: yeah, I mean, there's nothing not to like ah, just, there's nothing not yeah, to like he's about got a great what great energy man there's yeah. no doubt about it, and it's infectious, and that entire team has taken off and and he defines, and it's difficult to do, Taz because not all that long ago, Ray Lewis, you know remember it was Peter Boulware. um, it was uh, you know the the great Ed Reed uh you, you look at it, it was defensive players that you mixed in some offensive players, right? You mixed in Joe Flacco or you mixed in uh you know a Ray Rice at the time, but really kind of it was all about the what b Moore was defined by was defense um, now you're and, saying b more correct wow. it was defensive players taz now you look at it Lamar Jackson has changed that complete completely changed that franchise to where it's not the defense that leads the way it's the offense. It's the quarterback that leads the way. The defense is not nearly as dominant as it once was, but the offense is explosive and dominant and it all starts with number 8 and it's fun to watch. When, you know, it, it it's kind of interesting when you see a, when you see an organization completely change who they are based on one player and it takes really kind of that transformational player to be able to do that and Lamar
2: Jackson is just that. Yeah, he is I mean, he's basically what Pat Mahomes was last year, he's this year. It's that same type of feel, right? It's that same type of vibe and feel. I'm not I'm not comparing player to player from the Chiefs to the Ravens, but I'm just saying, like, it's that same type of feel that Mahomes had last year. You know, uh, Lamar Jackson has this year. And now ne- next up for them is the Rams, you know, who was victorious last night. So... You know that should be an interesting battle. That should be a good AFC NFC matchup right there. So, and then I believe Baltimore goes to Los Angeles. So that should be a good, a good battle.
1: No, it should be. You're right. But I mean, you, you know, we we mentioned it before. I mean, you look at the rest of the AFC. You know, uh, right now, and I understand it's we're approaching, going to get to week 12 coming your way Thursday night. We still got one game to go later on tonight in week 11. But when you look at Baltimore, it's Baltimore, right? Uh, in in the AFC, you got the Pats at nine and one. Your Bills are seven and three. Yeah. Uh, the the Indianapolis Colts and Texans are both six and four. We just saw what they did to the Houston Texans, don't you think? I mean, ha- hasn't the two teams completely changed from when you saw Baltimore and Kansas City earlier on in the year? Remember Baltimore going for it each and every time on fourth down, yep, yep, and yep, yep. you know. But right now, Baltimore is by far a better football team than the Kansas City Chiefs. They're better than the Oakland Raiders. Holy, uh, you know, they are and. And, you know, I had questions maybe like a week and a half, two weeks ago. I said, "Ah, still, I, I don't trust Baltimore to go into New England. I'll tell you, man, that New England offense, there's nothing really to write home no, about. No, you they said went in, that a while ago. You were right. Yeah, they went you into Philadelphia right. yeah. yesterday. I don't know, and that's
2: coming off a bye
1: week. Yeah. They didn't look
2: explosive at all. I watched the game, man. It was not, you know, look, they got the Eagles got outcoached. That's what happened. And they really did. I mean, defensively, just they just got outcoached. It wasn't anything it wasn't like Brady was lighting it up or nothing like that. You know what I mean? I'm not I don't wanna sit here. I mean I knock Brady enough, but I'm just saying, like it wasn't you're right, the, the offense is this for them to be as dominant as they normally are, the Pats, they they I don't think they can. I just don't think this year they have the weapons offensively. I I think it's different, uh, for Brady. I think the old line is not has it how it's been in the past. Um, again, defense you can't say nothing about their defense, it's they're excellent. Um but, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't want to sit there and say Brady was horrible. It just didn't seem the same. You know, he. Well, he, they're not nearly as explosive. No, they're not. They're, they're not. not. No, no. In any way, shape. And or went, cool. I got to be. i don't not to interrupt you. I got about go six. I'll forget. Wentz, dude. Wentz. Let me just tell you something. Okay, this guy here, like, the fourth quarter when it's clutch time, you, you got to throw the football to people's hands yes. or, or near their body. Yeah, I agree. I mean, geez. Bad. Dude, I got to tell you. He I mean, he was bad. 20 or 40. I'm looking at it now, but. If you, I, I'm not saying you, but if you, if someone didn't see that game and watched him, you go watch him in that clutch moments where they could have won this game more than once. The Eagles, don't disagree. It's on Wentz. No, was, don't disagree. He was, was Wentz, he was bad in the second half.
1: He was very, very bad in the second half. And when the Patriots are running trick plays in the red zone to score touchdowns, that shows you how right. inefficient your offense is.
2: Uh, the double pass, with and by the way, my man Romo. He called that before it even happened, bro. Romo's great. He called it before I, it happened. No, I understand that. Romo's great. He you learn just Get a ready, something. trick play coming. I understand. There it was. There it it, it was unbelievable. He's the man. Yes, yeah, he is very him, good. Man. He does I love a good him. job. I know <laughs> you love Romo. Ah, he's the best. We'll get into
1: the Colin Kaepernick saga, that transpired on Saturday, surrounding the National Football League. We'll get into that as well. We'll do that next. It's Taz and the Moose on a Monday morning, CBS Sports Radio.